Hey guys, on today's episode, I'm revealing 14 crucial questions you need to make sure you ask your wedding venue. From storage to service fees, hidden costs, and exclusive vendors, these are all important questions that can significantly affect your wedding budget. Whether you've booked your venue or you're still searching for one, this episode will be helpful no matter where you are in the wedding planning process. So let's get to it. Listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verb Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Hey guys, it's Desiree. Before we get to today's episode, I wanted to thank the sponsors of our podcast. The first sponsor is Lovestream. Lovestream is a one-way, high-definition, high-quality way to stream your wedding and help your guests feel like they're part of the audience at your wedding, even if they're just sitting on their couch at home. They just click your personal URL and they're able to watch without logging in, downloading an app, or messing with their microphone or camera settings. It's designed to be as easy to use for your grandma as it is for all your techie friends. If you want to interact with your guests after your ceremony, Lovestream also offers a Zoom reception option. And for any of you all that are planning a destination wedding after the pandemic, they now offer all-inclusive live streaming destination wedding packages. I really like Lovestream because the platform is so easy to use for any size wedding. They also give you guys, the couples, plenty of attention and help. You can talk with their team and have a meeting before you buy, and they also have a live chat function on their website, which I think is awesome. Any website that has live chat is the best, and they'll answer any question you have before you book or even after. To get 10% off any Lovestream package, visit verveventco.com backslash lovestream and enter the code ASK10, that's A-S-K-10, for 10% off. Again, that's verveventco.com backslash lovestream and use our code ASK10 for 10% off any Lovestream virtual wedding package. The next sponsor of our podcast is Zola. Zola is the next generation of wedding registry, combining gifts, experiences, and cash funds all in one place. One of the things I love about Zola is that they seamlessly link your wedding website and registry. Also, after you set up your registry on Zola, they'll hold your gifts until you're ready to receive them. Maybe you live in the city in a small condo and don't have a ton of extra space like we did, or you're in the process of buying a home and don't want to move all of those gifts from your current place. Whatever it is, Zola won't send your packages until you're ready for them. And if you change your mind and don't want the gift, they make it super easy to get store credit and the gift giver will never know. No more driving to the store to get gift cards that you're going to forget anyways. Zola also makes group gifting super easy for bigger ticket items. Finally, Zola will give you 20% off any remaining gifts on your registry for six months after you say I do. This is way more than most other retailers who only let you use that kind of discount once. Zola lets you use it multiple times for six months. 
To start building your wedding website and registry, visit verveventco.com backslash Zola. The final sponsor of our podcast is another registry that my couples love, which is Honey Fund. Honey Fund helps couples realize their wedding and honeymoon dreams by allowing guests to contribute money towards once-in-a-lifetime experiences, down payments for your first home, and even your favorite charities, which I think is awesome. Guys, I say this all the time, but life is too short to waste it on moments without meeting. What better way to begin your life together as a newly married couple and the end of the pandemic than with the most amazing trip ever? My husband and I honeymooned in Italy and it is still one of our favorite experiences today and we've been married for almost 12 years. To get inspired and check out the most sought-after honeymoon destinations, visit verveventco.com backslash honeyfund. And now, on with today's episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. Today's topic is an important one because your wedding venue affects so much of your wedding planning and your wedding budget. Also, I have to note on a personal note, I am getting over a weird sore throat thing. I was never sick this week, but it's kind of been bugging me, so (laughs) bear with me while I record this episode. Whether you're just starting the venue search or you've locked in a venue and are further along in the process, this is a crucial episode to listen to so that there aren't any surprises after you've signed the contract with your wedding venue. Whether it's services that you thought were included or additional vendors or fees that you didn't plan for, this episode will help you prepare with all the right questions so you can avoid costly mistakes. If you're near the beginning of your planning, it's important to ask these questions ahead of time so you get the entire picture. But if you've already signed the contract, it's totally fine. You can make sure you have the answers to all of these questions as you continue your planning so that there aren't any big surprises on your wedding day or even after when they give you the bill. This podcast episode is also an expansion of one of my previous blog posts that you can find at verveventco.com backslash wedding venue questions. That post actually links to a freebie I have that's called 20 Most Overlooked Questions to Ask Your Wedding Venue. Also, if you want to make your life super easy, you can visit my resource shop and purchase the wedding vendor email templates and interview questions bundle. It's it's a mouthful, I know, but this will help you always know what to ask each vendor when you're interviewing them, when you're reaching out to them. Plus, I include some really helpful tips and things to know when it comes to booking your hotels, caters, and transportation. Basically, it's just like a script for you for all of your wedding vendors so that you make sure you ask the right questions at the right time. If you've ever emailed a vendor and then frozen because you're like, wait, what do I need to ask? I feel like I should be asking you all these questions, but I don't really know what to ask. This was made for you, I promise. You can find that at shop.verveventco.com. And as always, if you are driving or working out, actually, I would love to know where you guys listen to this podcast. It would be so interesting. You can get the show notes at verveventco.com backslash 27 for the highlights. Again, that's 27. And it'll also link to links that I mentioned in the episode, and you can also hear the replay for it. Okay, now on to today's topic, the 14 most overlooked questions or important questions to ask your wedding venue. First, let's talk about logistics. The flow of your day is profoundly affected by everyone's comings and goings, storage, etc. So let's talk about that. So the questions that you need to be asking your venue when it pertains to this stuff are, 
One, may we store items at the venue prior to our wedding day? And is there a storage fee? Some places will let you drop off stuff the day before or on Thursday, but then some places will charge you for it. So just make sure you know. Next, what time are my vendors allowed to access the space to begin setup? That's basically on the day of the wedding or maybe even the night before. I, as a planner, like to arrive no later than 10 a.m., but if you're at a property like a hotel, they might try to squeeze in a morning breakfast into the space before your wedding vendors can set up, which might cost you extra if they have less time to set up than they normally would. So just make sure you ask. Going along with that, if they're a larger property, ask them how many other events could be happening simultaneously with yours. Do they have multiple weddings happening? Are they spaced out? Are they all happening at the same time? Do they try to, you know, make them, you know, one start at three, one start at five, one start at seven, you know, whatever. Also, is it possible for guests from other parts of the venue, whether it's another event or if there are public spaces, to mix with yours? Maybe there's a restaurant on the property that's open to the public or a swimming pool or something else that is attracting other guests. So make sure that you ask about that as well. If you want an exclusive feeling event, you'll want to avoid this. Also, you want to make sure that the property staff can give your wedding enough attention while you're there. You can also ask them at what time do we and our vendors have to vacate the space? So at the other end of the spectrum, what time does everybody have to be loaded out? Are you allowed to store items overnight or do you have to take them that night with you and then you know no one can come back the next day? Sometimes it's going to make your vendors cost a little bit because they have to come back late at night, like 11 or 12, which is obviously more expensive. And lastly, are there noise restrictions that you should be aware of? What time does the event have to end? Because that might coincide with some sound ordinances. And then also going along with that, when does amplified music need to be turned off? Again, because there are sound ordinances or, you know, you only have the space for five hours, etc. What time does everything have to turn off? So that's, that was about six questions. So now that we've talked about the logistics, let's talk about the space itself, the floor plans, the seating, the layout, because a huge part of your wedding venue is the layout of the space. What I mean by this is how the event flows when your guests arrive. Where are things being set up? Where are your tables, etc. So make sure you ask your wedding venue, do you have a floor plan that's to scale that's important, to scale of the event spaces with the number of guests that you guys, you the couple, want to invite. That's also similar to what you envisioned in terms of the tables. Also, how big is the dance floor with the number of guests we expect and do you think it's going to be big enough? So let me break this down. When you're picking a venue, it's not just about how many people the space can fit, but the layout of that space. Some intimate venues might say that they can fit 150 guests, but they're all spread out in separate rooms. Some might be on a balcony or on a patio. Are you okay with that? Other venues might hold 250 guests, but the only way that they can do that is if they have 25 six-foot rounds of 10, but you were really hoping to have lots of long tables of eight or king's tables, so that really wouldn't work with the way that the space is configured. Sometimes, you know, you have one giant rectangle or you have like an L shape or you have different spaces coming together. So the layout is going to affect the number of tables you can set up in the space and also how they're going to be arranged. So make sure you ask about potential floor plans and layouts. And if this is important to you or you're concerned about having enough space for all of your guests, no one wants to feel like squash sardines either at their tables or on the dance floor. So now that we've talked about the logistics, getting in, setting up storage and getting out, 
as well as the flow of the space, let's talk about some additional charges that might not be obvious when you're necessarily touring the space. So these next set of questions pertain to additional fees or charges that might not be mentioned during your venue tour, but they will definitely affect the cost of your wedding or the cost of having your wedding there. So make sure you ask your wedding venue these questions such as, are there service fees on top of any of your venue rental fees? And if so, how are they calculated? Next, do we need to hire a valet service or a transportation company, or can all of our guests fit in the parking lot? If the venue doesn't have its own chef or caterer, or you're allowed to bring in an outside caterer, ask them where does the caterer prep? Do they ever need to build a kitchen tent, or can they use kitchen space at the venue? So let's talk about these also. Service charges. The venue will probably tell you that their rental fee is X, like $5,000 or $7,500 or $10,000 or whatever, but they might not mention until you get to the contract that there's also a 20% service charge on top of that, or that they charge a service charge of 15% and administrative fee of 3% on catering. So these are important costs to consider and that will definitely affect your budget. Next, transportation costs. Some venues have limited or no parking, so that will require you to either hire a valet service or a bus company. This can cost a few extra thousand dollars and that's not insignificant. And finally, caterer. In terms of catering, venues are all totally different. Some will have a small prep kitchen on site, but if you wanted to grill tenderloin, the caterer will need to set up a kitchen tent to grill the steaks. Others have bigger kitchens, but they only allow their chef to use it and want other caterers to set up elsewhere. So make sure you understand how the food is prepared, where it's prepared, and how this could affect your budget. Next, we have vendors and rentals. Going along with additional fees related to the vendors, you'll also want to ask your wedding venue questions around the rentals. And that means the tables, chairs, things that could be brought in by somebody else that aren't necessarily always part of the venue costs. These are items that are needed for your event to happen that they may provide, but might not always. So make sure you ask the wedding venue what tables, chairs, linens, glassware, or china come with the venue rental, and can we see them? They might provide something that's very basic, and you probably decide, mm, I think I want to rent something, and that will cost you extra. Also, you can ask them, do you have any exclusive or required vendors, such as caterers and decor, etc.? You might need to adjust the total cost of the venue based on the tables, chairs, and the china that come with it. So for example, you might think that one venue is less expensive than another, but you discover later the tables and chairs that they do provide are not quite to your liking, so you're going to have to rent them anyways. But another venue that you liked that was more expensive already had nice chairs that you already preferred. So actually, it would have been better to go with a more expensive venue because that way you are getting the chairs that you want and it's not costing extra and it basically would have been the same. Another thing to think about is a venue might have an exclusive relationship with a specific vendor. Usually, this is a good thing because it means that this vendor is often at that venue and the venue trusts them to do a good job but they might also be more of an expensive vendor. So it's important to know how that exclusive relationship will affect your budget or is this vendor recommended, but not necessarily required. So maybe that vendor receives or pays the venue to be on that list. So the venue gets kind of a kickback from that relationship or maybe not. It's all something, it's all just things that need to be considered and stuff that you should be asking about. 
So that is it for today's episode. I'm going to run through all the questions really quickly one more time so that you have everything and you can always refer back to everything in the show notes at verevenko.com backslash 27. All right, so number one, logistics. This is the stuff around storage, setup, getting out, etc. So you should ask them, can you store stuff at the venue prior to the wedding day? And is there a storage fee? At what time are vendors allowed to access the space? Also, if they're a larger property, how many events are going on at the same time? And do they have multiple weddings happening? Also, is it possible for guests from other parts of the venue to mix with yours if you want a more private and exclusive event? And also, at what time do we need our vendors to leave the space and are we allowed to store items overnight or do we need to take everything out that night? And finally, are there noise restrictions that we should be aware of or what time does the event have to be over by or what time does the loud amplified music have to be turned off? So those, those are the logistical questions. In terms of the venue, you can ask the venue, do you have a floor plan that's to scale of the event spaces that you can use that has the measurements of the space that will give you an idea of how your tables are going to be laid out and if your guests are going to be able to fit in. Also, how big is the dance floor and is this the right size for the number of guests that we anticipate and is it big enough? In terms of additional fees, are there service fees on top of the venue rental fees? And if so, how are they calculated? And also, do we need to hire a valet service or a transportation company? Or do we need to worry about a caterer using your kitchen? Or do they need to set up a a prep kitchen or a tent kitchen, a catering kitchen? And then in, in terms of rentals, what tables, chairs, linens, glassware, china come with the venue rental? And can we see them? Also, do you have any exclusive or required vendors that we need to use, such as catering, decor, transportation, etc.? And that's it for today's episode. I hope this short episode gave you some insight on important questions you should be asking your wedding venue. It's definitely so important to ask these venue questions because you want to know how it's going to be set up and run, specific vendors that you might need to contract, and additional fees that will significantly affect your budget. These questions will also affect the flow of the day and how smoothly the day will go from setup to tear down. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them to me on Instagram at Ask the Planner Podcast or leave me a voicemail on the wedding planning hotline at 585-210-3467. If you want more help asking your venue or vendors the right questions, make sure you grab our wedding vendor email template and interview questions bundle so you always know what to ask each vendor when you're interviewing them before you hire them. Plus, I include some helpful tips and things to know when it comes to booking hotels, caterers, and transportation, and other things. You can find this at asktheplanetpodcast.com. It's right at the top in the purple bar. And that brings us to our review of the day. Y'all, I really love receiving your reviews. They make my week so much. And this review is from Mad C. Palmer, who writes, Five stars, so helpful in easing my mother's mind. This podcast is my favorite to listen to while planning my September wedding. Ooh, it's coming up. Episode 64, which we just recast last week, was perfect to help my mother understand why it was so important for us to hire a planner. It really put her mind at ease so she can also enjoy the day with us, yes, instead of taking charge herself. Thank you so much for this episode. Cheers, and she put two clinking champagne glasses. Yay, thank you so much, Mad C. Palmer. I'm so glad that that episode was helpful for you. 
A good professional planner does so much on their wedding day. It's really invaluable. So thank you again for leaving that review. Speaking of reviews, please don't forget to leave the show a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to the show. If you don't know what to write, drop some questions that you want answered in a future episode or a guest you want me to interview. Also, guys, instead of calling it guilty as charged, let's call it, I'm so excited, never have I ever. I'm so excited about that. I just opened up a... (laughs) a tequila grapefruit cocktail it's in a can by two chicks it's also 11 30 and i was like "Ooh, we shouldn't call it guilty as charged we should call it never have i ever so anyways my tangent is let's call the new segment guilty as charged it's the same thing where you ask us questions about things that have or haven't planned been happened at our wedding before been happened that was terrible i just had like two sips things that have ever happened at a wedding before. So I actually copied guilty as charged for one of our future guests, but now we're not going to copy them because they're original, but we're going to call it Never Have I Ever. Anyways, I'm so excited for our guest lineup for season four of the podcast. So we're going to call that Never Have I Ever, and we'll include that segment with our guests too. So it can definitely be stuff related to the wedding or wedding planning or wedding finances or wedding dress designing, whatever it is that we're talking about. But if it's just like a random question that you guys want answered, I would just love to hear from you anyways. Also, in case you missed it, if you are a wedding vendor or a planner, I'm going to be launching a coaching service in the fall for wedding pros. If you want help with your wedding business, whether you want to make more money, get through the feelings of overwhelm, get through your social media, maybe get like an audit on your website, revisit your pricing, whatever it is, this service is for you. It's made up of six calls to really dive into specific topics and get you some clarity on each one. Also, we are adding new templates to the wedding planning template shops. If you're dying to get your hands on our wedding production book for planners, it's coming. I'm also putting together a kind of guidebook for wedding planners. No, not wedding planners, for wedding couples. So if there's something specific you want to make sure I include in that, leave it in your review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or send me a DM. That wraps up today's episode. If you are listening to this live during the week it originally aired, make sure you check out our stories on Verve Event Co. because this coming weekend is one of our really big weddings, like so big. There are so many fun details for this wedding. I can't even name them all. We're starting with a rehearsal dinner and a Tulum-themed welcome party. Then we obviously have the wedding, which includes a live saxophone player playing with the DJ and fireworks at the end of the night custom scents and of course they have an after party there's a dj at every single one of these events we are so excited but my team is just like oh my gosh this wedding is crazy but it's gonna be so much fun we love this couple and we're so sad that they're gonna be over but anyway it's gonna be so much fun so make sure you catch us on instagram at verve event co or also on ask the planner podcast Thank you so much for listening to me today on the show. I hope you're having a wonderful summer and that you're going to have a great Labor Day. I'm clearly getting started early because it's 1130 and I'm still recording and I've got the tequila cocktail because I've got more interviews and outros to record, but I'm probably also going to be napping all day Sunday, this coming Sunday and Monday after our marathon wedding weekend. So I will keep in touch with you all on Instagram at Astle Planner Podcast and Verb Event Co. For all the BTS and your DMs, have a wonderful week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. 
And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 